Wow. Just feel the ominence of today. We are shifting an epic era here. Fun Astrology Podcast. Thomas Miller, thank you so much for stopping in here. We're going to talk about Pluto entering Aquarius. We're going to look at the chart today. If we were together, you and I in person, I would pull a symbolic coin out of my pocket. <laughs> and I would hold it out and I would flip it over and remind us as we engage in this conversation that there are two sides to that coin. Astrology is built on polarity. It's built on opposites. It's built on angles. It is the study of geometry in the sky. So as we think about what this chart looks like today, we have to think of both sides. There is a dark side to today's chart, and there is a bright side. The dark side comes from looking at the challenges that the chart is portraying right now in several places, and then projecting that out to the collective and saying, is this collective, is society, of a high nature enough that it would choose the positive side of the coin? That's your question. You can come up with your own opinion on that. The other side is what you and I can choose to do, and only you can come up with that one. And as this ingress unfolds over the next 20 years, don't forget that last statement. You remember back on March 7th when Saturn entered Pisces and we talked about the chart of that day, and we looked at it from the perspective of both the 11th and the 12th house? It was like there was this straddle. Well, now we have another straddle, but it's 12 and 1. Now, when Pluto enters Aquarius this morning, and my chart is set to Asheville, North Carolina, 8.24 a.m., I have my Honeycomb Collective set to New York, New York for market purposes, and that's 8.14. So a little variance depending on where you are. At that time, in the 12th house is Neptune, the Sun, Mercury, Chiron, and Jupiter. In the equal house system, the 12th house is ruled by Pisces. The ascendant is at 22 degrees, so there are only about 8 degrees of Pisces in the 12th house in equal, and then it goes to Aries. And then in the first house, ruled by Aries, the moon, the north node, Venus, the part of fortune, and Uranus. And again, in equal, only the moon of that lot is in Aries, the rest are in Taurus. Best thing, if you can, cast the chart, put it for your time, look at where Pluto just moves into zero degrees, zero minutes Aquarius, and then you'll have the same visual based on your location. Then if you look at it a little more closely, remember yesterday we talked about the oracle planet being Neptune, which of course rules Pisces. Above that is Saturn, and above that is Pluto. And Saturn and Pluto are 31 degrees, 49 minutes apart, which reminds me ominously of January 12, 2020, when they conjoined in Capricorn. So obviously we have to look at 12th house, and everybody wants to run hide when we start talking about the 12th house, because as I go to some of my notes on the 12th house, secret sorrow, things hidden, a big one that Robert uses a lot, self-undoing that which will bring you down. It also rules everything related to confinement, so institutionalization, hospitalization, prison, etc. It's also tying up the loose ends of things. That's back to the completion part. We're completing. We're getting ready to start Aries. Any loose ends just need to be buttoned up. 
Now, you would think about the contrast between the 12th house and the other shadowy house in the chart, and you know what that is. It's the 8th house. What's the difference between the two? Well, the 8th house, being ruled by Scorpio, is really all about regeneration. What are you morphing from the old way to the new way? There are some definite parallels of the two. And probably the most significant bottom line parallel of the two is if you're living consciously, then you're doing this work anyway. So you don't have to fear these houses. If you're not doing the work, then the shadow side of these houses can definitely come out and get you. I can attest I lived it for a long time. That's my life story. That's the Subconscious Mind Mastery podcast. That journey through the regeneration from the shadow to the light. Now, let's come back to the 12th house today, because as we look at this through the eyes of collective energy, through the masses, through planet Earth, what do we see? We see right at the beginning an invitation to spirituality. Neptune sitting right on the cusp of the house that is ruled by Pisces. We see above it Saturn, Lord Karma, watching the people. It's in the 11th house, the house of the people. Karma is going to be faced. And up at the 10th house is Pluto. This is going to affect everyone. That's why we, the collective who are holding the light, need to stay in the light and not get scrubbed up in the shadow that is being transformed. Transformation, when you are not awake, can be painful. When you're resisting, transformation is not fun to go through. When you're living in the light, you look for it. It's like, how can I grow? How can I improve? How can I get better? What can I upgrade in my life? How can I be on my highest timeline? And what's holding me back from it? And get it out of here. Move it on. I don't want it around. Yes, please. Eighth house death transformation, bring it on. Whatever does not serve me, get it out of my life. See, two sides of the coin. But my biggest personal concern is that I don't see it in the collective. I'll let you paint your own picture there without going into mine, but I just see that this there's going to have to be some pain for the collective to make the kinds of transformations that are represented by this chart. But let's flip it to what can we focus on? Because we do have... <laughs> we have the 12th house... This is really cool, you guys. We have the 12th house bookended by Neptune at the beginning and Jupiter at the end, and both of them are sitting on the cusps. Neptune's a little closer to its cusp than Jupiter is to the cusp of the first house, but think about that. The two planets up above this in the horizon, Pluto up in the 10th, Saturn in the 11th, are saying, do the karmic work. Saturn and Pluto back from 2020. The shifts that covered the 1500s, 1518, and then 1284, the one that took us from the Dark Ages to the Italian Renaissance. What if that was the case here? In fact, every time that you trace Saturn-Pluto back for those last thousand years, which is only like three, there was pain, but on the other side was infinite gain. Things were so much better. Think about that Italian Renaissance shift. 1284, Saturn and Pluto aligned in the sky in Capricorn, just like we had. Hundred years of difficulty, and then the Italian Renaissance emerged. People like da Vinci, Michelangelo, Raphael, Galileo, all of these were leaders of the Italian Renaissance. 
And do you not think that God's eyes are not scanning the horizon now of planet Earth looking to see who are going to be the leaders of this renaissance? See, the collective side of the coin is dark. And actually, one of the universal hermetic laws of polarity is the darker it is, the brighter the other side is. If you think of something as really bad, then the opposite of that is something really good. So how do we view this Neptune and Jupiter bookending the 12th house with the Sun, the collective in there, Mercury, Chiron, as people are facing their old wounds, as people are facing the secret sorrows and the self-undoings? We have to be the rock that helps get them through. We have to be the visionaries. We have to look at astrology and see what they can't see. And by the way, astrology is going to be a big part of this, don't you know? How do I say that? Well, Pluto is moving into the sign of astrology, so it's going to bake for 20 years. And Uranus is in Taurus in the first house. It's going to shine. And I know this is self-serving, but if you have not learned astrology, please at least jump into our Fun Astrology 101 course. It's on the website because you can learn it quickly enough, get conversant, and then Robert and I are coming out with a course on horary that is going to blow your socks off so you can package all of this and be ready in like next to no time, speed warp yourself to get ahead of what's coming. That's part of the process of the 12th house. What do I not have? Get it. What are the loose ends? Let go of them. What am I resisting? Fear not, said the angel on the holy night. There is a renaissance coming. It is depicted today in the sky. Let's all choose to be a part of it. What do you say? We'll talk about this a little bit more tomorrow as we set up the weekend. I hope this has truly inspired you so that when it does get tough, we know what to hang on to.